to open there. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Jeremiah, the first chapter. Father, we ask in your holy name that you would speak to our hearts tonight. Lord, I pray that you would hide me in the shadow of your cross. Lord, let your voice be heard tonight. And Lord God, I pray that you would minister to us, Lord. And Father, I pray tonight that this message would minister, Lord God, to the, those that are here tonight, those that are listening, those that will listen to the recording back. I pray, Father, that it will have a profound impact upon them in Jesus' name. Tonight, I'm going to talk to you because I couldn't come up with a better title. We're just going to call it Confession. Is that all right? Confession, confession. But I want you to look here in Jeremiah, the first chapter, the fourth verse. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, This is Jeremiah's testimony. He said, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. How many know that God's not just speaking to Jeremiah tonight? Before you were born, God knew you. Before you were in the womb, God knew you. Before you were born, he said, I sanctified. I've ordained you. I've given you an assignment. You have an assignment. You have a purpose in this life. There are too many that have been misidentified and misaligned and unassigned. But let me say to you, God has an assignment for you. You have a purpose. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, ah, oh, Lord God, behold, I can't speak. I am a youth. A better translation of that is I am a child. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a child, for you shall go to all whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand, he touched my mouth, and he said to me, Behold, I put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you before, set you over the nations, over the kingdoms, notice this, to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build, and to plant. Lord, help me tonight. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I knew you. Before you were born, as in the incubation of that womb of your mother, as you were there, the Lord was saying, I've already got a purpose for you. I've got an assignment for you. Now, Jeremiah came into the world in a time where the world was in chaos. The covenant people were not doing what the covenant people were supposed to do. The northern kingdom of Israel had already saw their destruction, but God had a remnant, a seed in the southern kingdom of Judah, but still their hearts were turned away from God. There would come a day over the course of the 40 years of his 
prophetic ministry, his declaration that they need to turn back to God to be the covenant people God had called them to be. And if they wouldn't relent, if they wouldn't repent, if they wouldn't turn back to the living covenant-keeping God, then the Lord would allow them to go into captivity. And they did, according to the prophecy of Jeremiah. But when the Lord called him, because Jeremiah went all the way back to the start of the beginning when God spoke to him, and he said to him, I've called you, Jeremiah. And I'm sure that he felt the inadequacy of the call. Now, most theologians believe that he was 17 years of age. But he said, I'm a child. A child in the Hebrew definition of that word is, is neher, something of that pronunciation, close to it anyway. But it means literally from infancy to adolescence. What he was saying is, look, Lord, I, I don't have the ability, I don't have the knowledge, I don't have the reasoning skills, I don't have what you're asking for to go and do. But I began to look at this, and what the Lord began to speak to me, and this is, this is just a point that I want to make tonight, and I want you to be praying with me on this particular point. The Lord spoke to Jeremiah in his teenage years. He was, an he was awakening a generation for the nations. I believe, folks, that there is a necessity and we have a responsibility to pray that God would awaken a generation for the nations. I don't know that we put enough emphasis on that particular point in the body of Christ, but I don't want to get any further if we can't get past this. Because there is an epidemic in our land. There is a lack of spirituality. We're allowing the world to tell our children who they are and what their assignment is. We're telling them, we're letting the world dictate to them what they will do and what they will not do. But I say to you, it is time that the church takes her assignment for falling upon her knees and crying out to the living God and coming into agreement. See, God's not in disagreement with this. He's in agreement with this word. He is agreeing over the fact that he already, you don't have to remind him of the promises because he made the promises and he forgets not. He is the one who said from the beginning, he knows the beginning and the end and every step in between. And I believe that there is a sleeping giant in a generation right now. I believe there's some young people called of God. I believe there's some of them sitting right over here next door and right in the back right now that God is going to awaken. Well, you know, I talked to a lot of pastor friends of mine. Do you know what uh, there is a woeful lack of? God called spirit-filled men and women going into youth ministry. Youth pastor leaves the church, it's going to be a long, arduous journey to find another one to replace them. The pipeline has been cut off. We got an epidemic, folks. It's time that we pray God awaken a generation. 
God, I want my children to rise up. I want my sons and my daughters. I'm already praying for my grandbabies. I'm praying for their children when they grow up. I want my kids when they come into this world, when they stepped into this world, they were met with mom and daddy's prayers because we were met with granddaddy's prayers. We were met with prayers of those. And when I leave this earth, let me tell you what I'm leaving behind. I'm leaving a prayer legacy. I'm leaving a prayer life. And every child born in the generations to follow from this lintage. They will be met in its inception. It will not be the doctor's slap on the rear that wakens them to the day. They will be met with the prayer. Am I screaming yet or they turn down here? Folks, let me tell you, there's an awesome responsibility we have. As men and women of God. It's not about us. It's about generations and nations. Two things that are heavy upon the heart of God. Generations and nations. When God brought you into the world, he brought you through the, he looks at you through the lens of generations. He's not just interested in you. He is the first family man. He's the father. Come on. He is interested in your offspring and your offspring. And let me tell you who else is interested. The devil is interested. Hell is interested. And hell wants to fill itself up with the suffering of humanity. But it's not the will of God that humanity end up in hell. Oh, no, he came to forgive sins. In fact, sins are forgiven. They just need to know the message is real and the gospel is true. The payment has been paid. And that the only way you can go to hell is if you refuse a sacrifice of Jesus Christ if you refuse to accept what he has done for you oh my God I pray that there would be such an anointing resting upon the church today that Lord God it'll be so saturating every word that is spoken across the pulpit that when young people come in they are gripped by the presence of God they are overwhelmed by the glory of God that our children and our grandchildren they come to the place of the knowledge of the revelation of God that they say I will be what God has called me to be we need a revival we need a revival among our children we need a revival among our kids to where you can put your child anywhere in the world and they are not going to be swayed by the things of the world but you set them anywhere, and they're going to adapt and overcome. They're going to adapt, and they're going to move forward. They're going to listen to what God's telling them, and they're going to go out and be a light and a witness. It's time to awaken a generation. I say, Lord, wake them up. Just wake them up. I want you to notice, look here in verse, verse 10. Verse 10. The Lord speaks to Jeremiah. He said, see. I thought, Lord, be interesting. What does this word see mean? You know, see is, is used 86 different ways, just that one little word. I just want to throw a few of those usage out there to you. See, he's, he's, he's setting them up and setting them over the nations. He said, see means to access. See, there's a calling that accesses heaven. See, church, here's the thing. When we get the heart of God, we'll have the resources of God. When we get the heart of God, 
will have the resources of God. I'm not talking about just the flimsy pavement of heaven, gold, silver, and all that business. I'm talking about the resources of heaven, the miracle signs and wonders. Would you begin to realize that God sees and desires nations? He's not just, he's interested in Crossroads Assembly of God in Greenville, Texas, and other other Bible-believing, uh, uh, Christ-receiving church. He's interested in, in, in those churches. But let me say to you, he's more interested uh, in the nation uh, of America, not just America, but he's interested in North America, South America. He's interested in every continent, every nation throughout the entirety of the world. God is interested in nations. It's not just, come on, America. It's not just my foreign no more. It is not, Jesus is not going to come back draped in an American flag. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Are you hearing me tonight? He's interested in the whole earth being filled with the glory of God. In my devotions, I was reading in Isaiah, in Isaiah 6, another occurrence where the world is just not as it ought to be. We, we, we see corruption in government. We see things that are going on around us, all around us. We have brothers and sisters throughout the world that are suffering persecution for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are family members of people that are in this church that are facing the possibility of death week after week after week for the proclamation of the kingdom of God. But I was reading Isaiah, the sixth chapter. In the year that King Uzziah died, I turned and looked and saw heavens opened up and he saw the throne room of God and the messengers that were swirling around the, the angels they were crying out holy 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 can you imagine the scene holy 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 which means separated from and set apart to holy 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 is the Lord Almighty and then they said the whole earth is full of his glory. The world hadn't got any better since that day. But they looked in through the lens of heaven and what they saw was the glory of God on the whole earth. I don't believe it was a prophecy of what was coming. I believe it was a proclamation of what they saw that day. I believe the glory of God is here. We need to awaken to it. And my prayer is, God, let us see. And, Lord, I want your heart. I want your heart more than your resources. I want your heart more than the healing. I want your heart, Lord God, more than any other thing in the world. And then my God in the church gets the heart of God and starts to feel his heart beat in their chest, then you won't have to worry about the resources of the glory and the might and the power and the hope that's going to come in by and through him. See, it's an access. It means become visible. 
display, encountered, experienced, exposed, give attention, make an inspection, make me see, noticed, observed, remained alive, a vision. See? <laughs> see, Jeremiah? Can you see the call? Can you see the vision? Can you, can you observe what I'm wanting to do? Can, can I just reason with you here just a minute, Jeremiah? I believe there's a revelation of God that'll leave individuals without question, that they are called of God, and that there's nothing else they can do. I've told every one of my children, if you feel the call of ministry, if you can do anything else, you better go do it. If you can do anything else, you better go do it. Because you can't look from the outside in and hope that everything is going to be okay. Because once you step into it, there is an unseen realm that you've got to be prepared for. There's an unseen realm, so it's not just a God. We want you to call our kids so we can feel better about ourselves. Oh, Lord God, call them, and I'm going to back them up with prayer. Call them, Lord God, and we're going to see the glory of the Lord flow through them. And we're going to stand, and we're going to be there waiting in anticipation for the power of God to flow through them. And we're going to back them. We're going to lift them. We're going to see God's vision work through them. See, because there, as Nehemiah taught us, he put the, the tool in one hand and the sword in the other. Folks, there'll never be a building without a battle. Never be. I want you to see here, this is Jeremiah's calling, which I emphatically believe is the calling of the generation that we are responsible for. I want you to root out, Jeremiah. I want you to pull down. That word root out, that word pull down means demolish. It's not the kingdom of God that you're going to be demolishing it, but it's going to be the kingdom of the devil. In fact, let me back up to verse 10. See, I have this day, I want you to see this, set you over the nations and over the kingdoms. I have set you this day, this is your calling. I've set you over the nations, you're responsible, and I've set you over the kingdoms. I've given you the authority over the kingdoms. Don't be afraid of their faces. Don't be afraid of, of their snarling looks back at you. Don't worry when they mean mug you, when they stink eye you. Don't be afraid of their faces. Don't be afraid when you begin to declare that there is faith in Christ and Christ alone and that he is the only means of, of salvation and there is no other means. It's not law and grace. It is faith in Jesus Christ. It is faith in him alone. But I've set you over the kingdoms and the only way God could set you over the kingdoms is you've got to be a part of a greater kingdom. You got to be something greater than the kingdom to root out, to pull down, which means to demolish. Folks, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. To destroy, that word means to annihilate. I like that, don't you? To annihilate the kingdom of darkness. 
This is, this is good news for the church. It's not so good news for the devil. What? What? You, you're, calling a, you're calling a kid, and this kid's going to do what? He's going to root out? He's going to root me out of that classroom. He's going to root me out of that family. He's going to root me out of that, uh, out of that occurrence. Uh, he's not going to come in with some preconceived notions about how it means to be religious. And we're not going to unfaith him through our religion uh, and teach him how he's not to believe because he didn't follow up to line up to this and that and another and didn't do it just like Grandma did it. No, I say to you, uh, there's a rooting out. Uh, there's a rooting out, and it's called for a generation. Uh, and that generation is called to root it out uh, of the nations uh, and to call Calls the, the, the ratification of the sin in the life and the heart of others to destroy, to throw down. To overthrow is what that word means. But also to build. That word build means to construct, fortify, rebuild, or to restore. And to plant. That means to establish. So Jeremiah See, I want you to have a vision. I want you to observe. I want you to see this. Jeremiah, I've set you over the nations. I've set you over the kingdoms. Over the nations, over the kingdoms. This is, what, this is your call. This is what you're going to do. You're going to root out. You're going to pull down. You're going to annihilate. You're going to destroy the devil's kingdom. You're going to tear his defenses down. You're going to unestablish him. And then you're going to build what? You're going to build the kingdom of God. I believe there's a generation God's going to raise up. They're going to have his heart. And with his heart, they're going to have his resources. And they're not going to care who gets the credit. They're, they're not going to televise who, who gets the credit because they're only interested in the father's business. Come on, I, I just believe I feel uh, I feel a kindred spirit in this house, and I know that those are here. You you don't really care who gets the credit. You don't even care uh, who if your name is ever written in lights. You don't care how many likes you have on Facebook. You're not interested in any of that. You just want to lay hands on the sick, see the sick recover. You just want to see the lame walk again and the blind to see. You just want to see those things that God has on His heart. You will see your sons get up and start prophesying. You will see that granddaughter get up and start prophesying. Oh, I once was lost, but now I see. Let me tell you what God has done for me. We've seen this is not a stretch. This is the will of God. But Jeremiah, how are you going to do all this? Well, I'm going to take you down to Lowe's, and we're going to get you a hammer. We're going to get you an axe. We're going to get you some saws. We're going to get you the latest DeWalt tools. In fact, we're going to get you the variety pack you're going to take with you. We're going to go to the rental place. We're going to get a dozer. We're going to get a, a, a backhoe. We're going, to do, we're, going to, we're going to get a log splitter. We're going to do all this stuff, Jeremiah. I don't see any of that there, do you? How is he going to accomplish the rooting out, the pulling down, the destroying, the building, and the planting? Behold, I have put my word in your mouth. I have put my word in your mouth. Confession. See, if we begin, when Jesus spoke, he spoke the word. 
He is the Word. He left us with the written Word, but before, in the beginning, before the beginning ever began, before start ever started, the Word was already in existence. And in Him is life, and the life uh, was the light of men, the Word of God. The Word. The Word. In his, the confession of the Word. See, when we begin to allow our heart to align to God's heart, our confession will begin to align to God's confession. When we stop to understand that Jesus is not the example for us, he's the example of us, that we are made to be in his likeness and his image, and that Jesus lived a sinless life. Sin meaning to lose oneself. Jesus brought us to the place where we have discovered who we are in him. He became what he was not so that we could become what we were not. He became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God in him. Righteousness not being what I wear and how I look and how I present, but righteousness is divinely approved, divinely accepted before God. I am as I ought to be is what it means to be righteous before the Lord. And when I begin to discover that, what I begin to profess is not what the enemy says about me, not what the, not what the world says about me, but what God says about me. And I've heard this statement said, I've said it myself, I, I'm going to say it again. It really doesn't matter what God says about you if you don't say that about you. You've got to believe what God has said about you. And when you begin to believe what God has said about you, you'll start saying what God says about you. That is confession. See, our words are formed in our mind, and when they are created in our mind, they are now stored in our heart. And whenever our heart becomes abundantly full, the Bible says it comes out of our mouth. So if I have a fire hose of worldly information being pumped into my informational lines of my gates, my ear gate, my eye gate, my mouth gate, it's just all coming in, flooding in all the time. And then I lightly turn the hose onto the Word of God and I wait for that one small drip. I'm a powerhouse of God. What do you think is coming out of my mouth? It's time we turn off the confession of the world. Come on, we got to turn off the 10 Spies Network. 
we got to etch out some time where, where it's just we sit alone with God and we listen uh, and we open the word uh, and we open the book. I can't tell you how many times I've opened the book and I said, Jesus, you're on this page. you got something to say. I know you're speaking. I, I want to hear you today. There's nothing that thrills me more than to hear the voice of God or a verse just jump out and say, yes, Lord God, yes, I hear you now. And now I let that word begin to germinate in my mind. And now it's, uh, it's doing things inside of me that I didn't know it could do. And next thing you know, the more, I'm, more I read it, the more I muse upon it, the more I chew on it, the more it becomes real to me. And now what am I doing? I'm, I'm storing it up in my heart, and my heart's just getting full. And when I walk in and somebody situation pokes me and somebody gets in my way, what happens? Out of the abundance of my heart, I began to speak. I began to confess. Jeremiah, he called. How are you going to do what you're going to do? Behold, I have put my word in your mouth. I don't you love the imagery of Isaiah 6? I know I should have. Maybe preach that, not this, but I, I think I'll preach them both. He, with a live coal from off the altar, went and took the tongs, the angel, the flaming ones, got the tongs. Why, why are you getting tongs? You're already on fire. It's because there's a message that I can't preach. It's the message of the redeemed. It's, it's the message of the ones that, oh, I will assist. I'll be there to help. I will follow the instructions of the Father. And yes, I will proclaim where I'm called to proclaim. But there's a word that is set. It is ready. That He didn't touch his heart, but he touched his lips. He said, your sins are forgiven. Your heart is cleansed. Now go proclaim. Go proclaim. Go tell them the good news. Go tell them the news that came from the fire of the altar. Go tell them what was done at the cross. Oh, folks, let me tell you, we got a lot of messages going down the pipeline, but why don't we start preaching the cross again? Christ crucified and him resurrected and us seated at the right hand of the Father because if I identify with his life, I identify with his death. And if I identify with his death, we're good about killing Jesus. We're good about the tomb. We can throw him in there and roll the stone. We're good. But let me tell you, that's not the end of the message. He rose again because hell had no claims. He laid down his life as a willing sacrifice, and he took it up again. But he didn't stop there. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. The angel's like, why are you standing here gazing? As he went up, he'll also return. But he's gone up right now, and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And guess what? He's the head, and we are there with him because we're seated with him at the right hand of the Father. He is at rest. The work is finished. Now get that in your getter, and it'll get some things done. We're like, 
Can somebody translate that southern vernacular he just said? Get that in your getter, and it'll get things done. Please don't tweet that or hashtag that or whatever the tag on that is. Kenyon says this. He said, it is strange. We never knew until recently that faith follows in the footprints of our confession. Our confession builds the road over which faith hauls its mighty cargo. I better read that all again. Some of you forgot to listen. It is strange we never knew until recently that faith follows in the footprints of our confession. Our confession builds the road over which faith hauls its mighty cargo. It's with our confession, with our mouth, and the belief in our heart that Jesus Christ rose from the dead and he's alive and at the right hand of the Father. And it's our profession, but his payment was enough for my sin. That grace and grace alone, faith in God by grace is what caused me to enter into relationship with God. And if grace is what allows me the access by faith into relationship with God, it is grace by faith that I continue to walk with the Lord. And see, when I begin to confess, and I, I, I've said this, but I, I will say it again, and I'll quit saying that I say it one day when I get through saying it, okay? God will only be, do through you what he is to you. See, he's healed, he's delivered me. So now he can work deliverance through me. He's healed me. So now he can work healing through me. He's restored me. So now he can work restoration through me. He's my friend. And so now I can, I can minister friendship of God to others. He's my father. So now I can, I can talk to people about relation. He can work relationship through me. He, he's, my, he's my pillow at night. In other words, he's my rest. And so I can preach rest to others. He's my joy. So I can talk. You know what? We don't serve the sad God. We don't serve the mad God. We serve the glad God. And I love what the psalmist said. I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord. I want people to be glad to go to the house of the Lord. I want you to get excited about walking in this house because there's an expectation that God is going to show up and that you wouldn't dare miss it. Oh, I'm looking on a Wednesday night. I'm just, I don't think it's in the very near future or, or very far into the future, but I'm looking at a Wednesday night where every seat is full, where all the balcony is full, where people are, are waiting outside showing up early because they got to get in the house because they know there's something in the house there's something they need from God and I believe as we begin to confess oh Lord God you are Lord and there is no other you are God and Lord there is nothing that is impossible for you we're not just singing about it my God we live it we know it's true 
Don't give me no more of that gloom, despair, agony on me nonsense about the kingdom of God. You think this day has caught the Lord unaware? I grieve with the ones that grieve for the loss of ones who lost. Let me tell you, there's a time for sorrow and there's a time for rejoicing. And, and I believe that God has brought us forth into the kingdom of God in righteousness, peace, and joy. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. You can't have joy without peace. You can't have peace without righteousness. You can't find peace and joy with your righteousness. But oh my God, when you accept the price that's already paid and you receive the impartation, if you're born again, you got it. You as good as you're going to get on the spiritual side of things. When my children were born in my house, they got my DNA. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We got a saying in our house, and we're going to quit saying it. If it's bad, it came from dad. They don't believe it. I don't believe it. But let me tell you, you got something when you were born again. You got an inheritance. You got an assignment. You got to transfer from darkness to light. You went from being your, 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 your is it called, surname? Is that right? Your, your last name, your family name, your surname. I, I may be known as Mike Sanders in the world, but in the kingdom, I'm known as Mike Christian, Mike, Christ-like. I'm known as the, a son of God through the son. I, I'm known in the spiritual realm. Come and get this. Oh, this is good. I'm, getting, I'm giving it like I'm getting it. See, in, in the spiritual realm, you're known as the righteousness of God. Why do you think hell fights against us so hard? Why do you think he's, he's been around a long, long time, not as long as God, but he's been around a while. He knows one thing about humans. Humans always repeat the same mistakes generation after generation after generation. He didn't have new tricks. All of his old tricks still work. See, he started long before generations gone past 6,000 years ago to bring a corruption through humanity so that he can start defining who that person is. God wasn't afraid of him then. He's not afraid of him now. In fact, he told him in the beginning, I'm going to raise up a seed. From the one you sought to destroy, I'm going I'm to... I'm, I'm bringing my seed through him. You're going to bruise his heel, but let me tell you, he's going to crush your head. And then he's going to raise up a brand new race of people. 
kingdom people, righteous people. Jesus I know. Paul I know. But I don't know who you are. When you come into the kingdom of God, Jesus I know. Paul I know. Dolores I know. Steve I know. Dennis and Cheryl, Tawana, come on. If you're born again, hell knows you. <laughs> he knows you. He knows you are the righteousness of God in Christ, and he will do anything and everything to keep you from knowing that. He'll start in your childhood if he's allowed. He will start before your childhood. He will, he will do anything and everything to keep you from that information because he is so afraid of your confession. And those of you that may think, preacher, shut it down because i got to get to work tomorrow. I just want to close up with this, okay? See, the enemy does not want you to understand your testimony because they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, the word of their confession of the word of God. Because they love not their life unto death, they love God more than they love themselves. Because it wasn't about themselves, it was about God. And that testimony, that confession, began to change. See, if I want my reality, oh, I'm just going to have to hold off. a Holy Ghost benefit right there. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hold off till next week. See, we'll never rise above our confession. See, I've, I've got I gotta get to the place where I'm not just regurgitating something I've heard. If you need to start there, start there, please. Let it get beyond your head into your heart. Let it create in your mind just, just whatever things are good, whatever things are honest, whatever things are pure. If there's good, if there's anything good, think on those things. If you can hear a lie, you can hear the truth. You can hear the truth. And the truth is, if you're a born-again child of God, you are the righteousness in Christ. You don't work to finish the work. The work's already finished. Lord, let us live it. See, your life can be transformed in a moment. If you'll stop. Now, hear me tonight. God did not call me to police your words. I got enough work on my own. Ray, you get to leave early. You're the only one that heard that. See, I can't go around policing. In my house, I govern my house. And I can tell my kids what to say and what not to say. I'm kind of old now, but... Well, of course, they... Once they, 
once they step out and they're on their own and they get their own resources and I got to trust what I put in them that's that's going to be there thank God God's faithful with his word I can encourage them I can counsel them I love the transition from 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 being the overseer to to move into a counseling and 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 just listening to them and you know it just it's a beautiful transition from childhood to adulthood but I'm not there policing you I will encourage you see we can't go around listening into everybody else's voice and trying to be the watchdog of their confession we just need to work on our confession let's work on our confession because if we get our confession right and we start believing it we'll give that person grace wherever they're at we'll be there to help if they ask well, people don't ask me a lot of things, but see, but could you begin to see right now how much your life could change through your confession? I am promise I am closing. I don't want to give the devil one more moment. I don't want to sing the praise praises of hell which is simply doubt and unbelief complaining bemoaning gainsaying being sucked into arguments that have no answers getting drawn into conversations where confessions are just not profitable we got enough business kingdom business work to do just professing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, Paul said, I just want you to know this one thing, Christ and him crucified. Just know this one thing, Christ and him crucified. Oh, I tell you, just stop getting sucked into those arguments and start letting your confession be made known. Start letting the words be generated in your mind through the reading of the Word of God. Let it begin to germinate. Let it begin to implant. Let it begin to swell your heart to overflowing. And then whatever you face in the day, that's what's going to come out of you because that's what's in you. Father, thank you, Lord God, for your mercy and grace. Thank you, Lord God. That you've given us, Lord God, the strength and the ability to build the house in which we live in. Lord, you've given us the authority, Lord God, to frame our mental space, Lord God, according to the word of the Lord. Lord, I thank you, Father God, that you're raising up. I want you to stand to your feet tonight. In just a moment, we're going to pray over our missions uh, emphasis this evening. But tonight, I want you to pray. I want to close this prayer. I, I, I believe... Uh, that it's time that we stop lambasting this generation. I, I think it's time we stop saying, uh, uh, professing things over them and start proclaiming things over them. I, I think it's time that we stop looking at young people and saying, well, I, I don't have anything to do with them and they're just too far gone and uh, look at how they behave. And 
look at their behavior and how they act, I think we need to start proclaiming the Word of God over this generation and start praying, Father, awaken them. Father, awaken them. Father, awaken them, Lord God, to their call and their purpose. Lord, you have positioned, and it's your desire that you put them, that they be over the nations and over the kingdoms. Come on, let's begin to call out this next generation. Father, in the name of the Lord God, we pray, O oh Lord God, we know that the enemy, Lord, has planned purposely, strategically, Lord God, to Lord allow the church, Father God, to be drawn away from everything but the presence of the Lord. But Father, we will not live, Father God, trying to, Lord God, trying to drink out of broken cisterns, Lord. We're going back to the living fountain, Lord. Father, I believe that the power of God is real. I believe the Spirit of the Lord is still evident, Lord God. I want to have the vision that the angels have. Oh, the whole earth full of the glory of God the whole earth full of the glory of God Lord our sons will prophesy our daughters will prophesy Lord God Lord you're raising up a generation Lord God you put it on our hearts to pray Lord they don't know how to pray as they ought but Lord God we know how to pray when we pray Almighty God let the power let the might let the glory of God invade this generation Lord God those that have an identity crisis Lord God. Lord, let them turn, Father. Let the fathers rise up in the house and begin to proclaim over their children who they are called to be. We pray against a nation of fatherlessness. Lord God, we pray, Father, that you'll raise up fathers and mothers in Israel, Lord God, once again. And they will say, no, I will not let this generation go. No, I will not relinquish my children to the enemy. Father, in the name of the Lord God, see father bring a revival lord god lord let it begin here let it begin now let it begin lord god in the hearts of our children let there be such a moving of the holy spirit that lord god there's a cabal a weightiness a heaviness lord that rests upon our kids the glory of god the glory of god i pray father god let our children our grandchildren our great 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 grandchildren lord god let them all know you Lord and walk according to your will father we ask it in your name we ask it in your name we ask it in your name Lord God I'm just gonna listen to the Lord tonight in this atmosphere right now you walked into this house tonight you came and you listened and something you can't quite put your finger on but you know something's happening in your heart Let me say to you, your sins are forgiven. The payment has been paid in full for your past, your present, and your future. All the power and ability you need to live right is given to you by Jesus Christ. The payment has been made. But see, you have to accept that payment. You have to accept it. There'll be two lines of eternity. Those who accepted the payment in full for their sins and those that refused to accept that payment. It's as simple as that. But see, there's something happens when you accept that payment. You say, Lord, you're now my Lord. 
you're now in relationship with me. I do not want to live this life alone. Beautiful measure of salvation is God brings you into relationship with him. Serving the Lord is no longer a drudgery. It's a joy. I couldn't understand why people were happy to go and sit into, and listen to a slobbering preacher for an hour. But when God convicted me of my sins and I accepted his payment, my life was changed. And I couldn't get enough. Because I was dead and then I came alive. And when I came alive, I was hungry. If you're here tonight, before we do any other thing, and you know your heart's not right, and you need to accept Jesus Christ's payment in full, come to this altar. We're going to pray with you, and we're going to believe with you. Come on. Come on right now. Father, never let them settle. Lord, you said to present the gospel to declare that their sins are forgiven, that they may accept and receive. But Lord, if they do not receive, they do not have the benefits of that forgiveness, nor that eternal life. So Father, I pray right now for the one, for the one that is here tonight. Lord, let them receive. Let them receive eternal life through acceptance of your sacrifice. Jesus' name, be their Lord and their Savior. Thank you. Thank you. Tonight, our mission's emphasis is Christian Motorcycle Association. This is a ministry that has been going around the world. It was established in 1975. And in their, since their inception... This is phenomenal. They've had 32 million people accept the Lord. In 2020, they had almost 11,000 people come to know Jesus. They have done the Jesus film that from this start founded in 1985 they have had it translated in 1900 different languages and have shown it in 225 different countries the viewing total has been 9.7 billion people that have watched the Jesus film that they have promoted they raise funds and the entirety of the funds go in order to buy motorcycles and other means of transformation for their missionaries such as bicycles about 7,000 and 40 horses 48 boats they even bought a camel one time four horse and buggies some snowmobiles snow, snowmobiles wheelchairs and they've done all this in 104 different countries we have many that are a part of the or have been a part of CMA Christian Motorcycle Association but tonight, I want to highlight them, and I want us to pray for them tonight. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you tonight.
And Lord, we thank you, Father God, for the souls that are being reached by the gospel of Jesus Christ. I pray that each one that makes profession, Lord God, will find a, a church home, and Lord, that they would walk, and Lord, become a disciple, Lord God, that will become an apostle, Lord, to the nations. Lord, I just thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're using CMA, Lord God, as an outreach arm of the, of the body of Christ, Lord God, to reach those that otherwise would not be reached, to share the message of the good news that sins are forgiven and that Lord God by your goodness Lord you are drawing men Lord to repentance and father I pray tonight that you would bless the gift and Lord the giver Lord and I pray father God as we continue to reach beyond these walls beyond these borders Lord God throughout the world Lord I pray father God that you Lord will multiply Lord God thousands upon thousands of times over Lord God in every effort that we make to further your kingdom God's people said amen. 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 Ushers are at the back to receive tonight. God bless you. We'll see you here Saturday morning, 714 for prayer. Have a great, great rest of the week.